thinking or doing? What do you spend more of your time doing? Welcome to the Get Out Your Way podcast. I'm your host, Osman Sharif from Rapid Transformation, and I'm here to help you get unstuck so you can rapidly grow your business. As a performance coach for small business owners, I know how vital it is for you to truly embrace entrepreneurship from the inside out, which includes transforming your mindset and using strategies that really work with your unique talents, skills, and entrepreneurial superpower. So are you ready to get out your way? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 87. Today, I want to talk about how... As business owners, sometimes we can overthink things and we can go round and round in circles. We could try and think and think and think. But every time we're doing that, what are we not doing? Yep, you've guessed it. We're not actually taking action and we are typically underdoing things. So at the start of the year, I obviously was setting some goals for me and my business. And when it came to personal goals, I was very much focused around getting myself out there more, getting more active. And you may know if you've been an avid listener or a client or a friend, you might know, because I've talked about it many times on the podcast and in life, that, well, not last year, but the year before, I had a little bit of a hiccup when I went to a trampoline park with my sons, which resulted in me basically having to get some major knee surgery and, yep, not being as mobile on that side. But the good news is that things have progressed really well. I'm getting stronger. My physio is giving me the thumbs up in terms of seeing progress and it's not having an issue on a day-to-day basis. But before the accident, I actually was really enjoying getting out and about to the wilderness, the fresh air, getting to climb some hills in Scotland, did some wild camping. And really, I actually was excited about it. And for a guy that used to not like getting wet or cold, that was a big step for me, (laughs) pardon the pun. But after the accident, then I didn't really do much climbing in that way. And I was having a conversation with my really good friend, David, who is a personal trainer as well. And I was saying to him that I want to get back basically out and about and setting some big goals around it. So I was asking him for his advice because basically I was going round and round in circles thinking, what should my goal be? I wanted it to be something that was challenging, something that was inspiring, But it was, how do you get that balance right between choosing a goal that is pushing you, but also that's realistic? And again, I talked about this in many different podcast episodes, but when it came down to me doing this, especially in this context of my life, I really was going around in circles. So David being David, he was like, well, Osman, you've always talked about doing something bigger. Why don't you just set a goal of climbing Ben Nevis? And for a moment I went, okay, I've always said that I would like to do that, but it was one of those goals, like a someday goal, especially after the accident. And then I actually asked him, I was like, well, is that realistic? And what I loved about David was he didn't go into a whole, let's get down into the details or let's overthink it. He's like, well, let's just get out and go for a walk at some point soon and we'll just see where you are and we could take it from there. 
So we set an action in terms of getting a date in the diary to go and basically test to see how far I can go. So we got a date in the diary that worked for us both, which was last week. I got my hiking boots out, got waterproofs, and basically I kind of knew that it was coming up. But the funny thing was, even earlier in the week, I then started to kind of hear about this storm, Brendan, that was coming and the weather forecast wasn't that great. And I remember sending him a couple of messages. And to be honest, I was actually hoping he'd say, actually, this man, it's probably not the best day to go up. So let's just postpone it and do it a different time. But every time he'd come back with a, yep, it'll be fine. Yep, we'll just make sure we've got the right kind of clothing and equipment. I'll see you then. So the day came and I basically knew that we were going to be going for a climb and we were going to climb Conic Hill which is not too far from where I live just outside Glasgow and it's a hill that both of us have actually walked up before and it was relatively easy well you know I'm saying that in inverted commas it was still huffing and puffing as I went up before the accident but I kind of had that convincer in terms of well it's something that I've done before And as we started to walk, we were chatting, we were just basically catching up as well. And I love the fact that he said, there's no expectations here. Let's just go as far as we go and we'll just see how it goes. So step by step, we climbed and we climbed and we walked and we chatted. And really, we got to the top a lot quicker than I actually expected. And it was a lot easier than I had kind of built up in my mind as well, even coming down I thought it might be a bit more challenging and it really wasn't overly challenging. It wasn't easy by any means. It wasn't like I didn't have to think about what I was doing, but I got all the way down to the bottom. I didn't have an aching leg. Even the next day when I woke up, my leg was just really normal. And that gave me so much confidence in terms of, right, okay, that I could do. I've done it in the past. So there was no reason for me to even doubt that or question it really, especially with the advice and the practice I've been following in terms of the physio and just getting out there. So the reason why I'm sharing this story with you is because I really was at the risk of overthinking and actually underdoing, not getting my shoes on, not actually going for the walk, not just seeing what happens in reality as well. And after it, my confidence level in terms of climbing Ben Nevis is just now through the roof. It's more like a, yep, I can do it. And I've set a goal to do that by my birthday in August. So I need to still pin that specific date a little bit further down. But I know it will be by the 5th of August 2020. And you can hold me to that. And the even greater news for me is that once I did that, I was now able to then again really quickly without overthinking about it through a conversation building upon David's experience. I was saying, right, I want to be fit. I want to be as prepared as possible for that climb. So what would be that next climb, that next hill, which would be just that step up from what we did at Conic Hill? And then what would be after that? And what would be after that? And I've already now got like five milestones between what I've done until getting to Ben Nevis. And that for me just makes me think, right, perfect. I know what I'm doing. I know what's next. I don't even have to think about it anymore. It's just more of a case of when am I going to do it? And in between it, it gives me something to work towards as well. And some of them, I'm sure we might do more than once, but really it doesn't seem this unsurmountable goal anymore. 
I didn't spend hours and hours looking at websites and different reviews of hills and looking at lots of technical specifications and inclines and distance. It was just like a, right, here's a path. Now let's get onto it in that sense. And I also love the conversations that we were having as we were going up, because obviously with what David does from a personal training perspective and also from a coaching perspective, he was really able to help me even by calling me out on how I was thinking. Because initially I was referring to my leg, my leg, and how I want to build the strength in my leg even more. And what he was saying is, stop focusing on just your leg getting better. Your leg is physically good to be able to walk up there. It's not holding you back. So just focus more on overall fitness instead of just going, it has to be down to your leg. And think about it that way. If you focus on it, and again, I know I'm saying this and I've talked about this before, but in reality, sometimes we need to get out our own way. And that includes me. That then allowed me to recognise that I was still having this story that was playing for me to go, there was something not quite right with my leg, it needs some extra attention, but actually that could be limiting me, that could be me being overcautious and actually instead of thinking about overall, let's just get back to just having fun, getting a bit healthier obviously, getting more exercise generally, instead of it all being focused about this one thing. So this is something I also see happening in the business world a lot because we can have one thing happen and that could be a product launch or a service that didn't go quite to plan or just a hiccup of whatever that might be in your world and we might focus on it so much that we overthink it, we over worry about it and we overemphasize that particular issue and we think and we think and we think and all the time we're thinking we're not actually doing something about it we're not changing things as well so that's why I really want to encourage you wherever you are just now in your business and the goals that you've set yourself think about how much are you thinking versus actually doing and do you have that balance right I am not saying at all that thinking doesn't have its place because yes, you do want to think about your goals, you want to think about the destination that you want to go on in terms of your business, what you're focusing upon, but then it's about really just getting in that driver's seat and start to drive and see what then happens instead of trying to be overplanned or just really thinking about it all intellectually, but not really taking any action as well. And from experience, think about it. Has there been any situations from your business or your career where you thought about something and you thought on paper it would be amazing, but then when you're actually doing it, the reality was somewhat different? I remember early on in my career, I wanted to be a HR manager. I thought it ticks off all the boxes. It's all about people focused. There's a business perspective and I love helping support people. But until I was actually doing the job day in and day out, that's when the reality kicked in in terms of uh -uh, there was a lot of that particular role that didn't tick my boxes, that didn't actually live up to what was in my mind. And I'm so glad that I was doing it rather than thinking about it or rather than doing lots of studying to become a HR manager, CIPD qualified and then going, now I'm ready to actually go and go for that job and then getting there thinking, Uh -uh, it's not cracked up to be what it 
is or what I thought it was going to be in my mind. So that's why it's one of the benefits of taking action as swiftly as you can because we get to test it a bit quicker. You get to see, is it actually what you want to be doing? What's the feedback? What's it like to allow you to have more choices? So from a practical point of view, the next thing, so even looking at your to-do list that you've been thinking about, even just being able to go, right, okay, what's that goal? What's that next action? Right, let's move it from theory or thinking into practice. Because that's really where the momentum builds. That's where you get to have the wheels in motion. And therefore, you just get to go with the flow. You get to pivot. You get to see what's happening. Think about, and I'm sure I've used this analogy before, if you are driving somewhere and you've got that destination, you get on that road, you go, but then there might be things that happen. There might be roadworks, there might be an accident. It then allows you to go, right, what's the way that I can reroute to get there? But you're actually further away from where you started and you're closer to where you want to end up. So stop thinking, stop over talking in your own head, stop over planning and actually get out your way and start doing instead of just thinking, 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 because really thinking is not going to pay the bills. Thinking isn't going to make you super proud of actually having been there, taking the steps and actually see it come to reality. So as always, I'd love to hear from you what insights that you've got from today's podcast episode. So drop me a message. You can connect with me over on the wonderful world of LinkedIn or over on Instagram and even on Facebook, you choose. You can find out all the links below and you can find the show notes at rapidtransformation.co.uk forward slash 87 and let me know what are you going to stop overthinking about and what are you actually going to start doing more about. So until next week, I look forward to hearing from you and then catching up with you next week for even more ways to allow you to get out your way and to rapidly grow your business. So until then, bye for now. If you feel like you're still just scratching the surface and growing your business, and even with all the action that you're taking, you still regularly feel stuck or frustrated, then the chances are you're hitting one of the three business growth blocks that many entrepreneurs and business owners face. But don't worry, you can rapidly transform that from today. Simply start by taking my free business growth block quiz to see if your design, mindset and strategies are currently working for you or against you. Your results will help you put your finger on the elements that need your immediate focus. Plus, you'll also get access to a short video series with lots of practical ways to either fine-tune or overhaul each of these essential foundations. Take the free quiz now over at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash quiz.